What's up, everybody? We're back. Uh, we just spent the last five minutes um, trying to think up an exciting intro for this week's episode. We're obviously talking about She-Hulk. We're obviously talking about Daredevil. We're obviously talking about all the Marvel news. We're talking about how Matt Murdock is uh, just an absolute uh king he's yeah. just uh the the man of men one might say um, a kingpin oh, oh, oh one might one might i think he i don't know if he would uh like that so much though um and we're gonna talk about the carry vibes at the end of this episode amazing episode i think we'll find out uh we'll find out what it gets rated at the end of the episode this has gone on too long <laughs> let's just get into it it's the infinity watch podcast Oh my goodness, we got real meta there. I love it. Welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 17. My name is Tommy, and I'm here with my rambling co-host, Eric. Yo! But I mean, this whole thing is just a ramble, so... True, true, you know, true. Just, and don't forget, we also got Werewolf by Night. Oh, that's right! Week, that's right! Which is very exciting. Yeah. And by Eric's absence there, it's because he didn't watch what is a great <laughs> MCU special presentation. Yeah, can't do it. But we will get into all of that. Don't you worry. We will break down She-Hulk episode eight, uh, the best She-Hulk episode, and Werewolf by Night. Figure I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm just going to jump right into it and say how much I loved it. So I, I love it. I still don't get I I see on Twitter and I see on Reddit and other sites the people that like hate She-Hulk I'm like y'all didn't even watch anything. It's crazy. It's crazy how wrong so many people I don't can think be. either of us were like super hype about it. But look at us now. Yeah, so I think both of us agreed like our only criticism was the CGI right. before the show dropped. Right. It's like I didn't have like immense hype for it, but I was like, yeah, this should probably be fun. But yeah, yeah the CGI. I don't know why. I don't know. There's only a few moments in the show where it bothers me. Um, but I'll see like little TV clips on YouTube and stuff, and it just looks so bad still in the ads. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, I think when you're in the episode, in the context of an episode, it's like I feel like we're used to it at this yeah. point. It's it's not. I, I, I still don't think it's as good as, like, the Hulk. No, definitely but, not. But, I mean, that's, a, you know... But it's way better than I expected. Yeah, I mean, how many different iterations of the Hulk have we had? The first few were pretty bad, I think. So... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, let's let's jump into it. Um, Black Panther Wakanda Forever full trailer came out in the last week. I think it was the day after we recorded. Mm. Um, and tickets went on sale for the movie. So if you're interested in getting tickets, buy them soon because I've seen a lot of shows by us already pretty full. Um, but I'm also seeing wow. for the first time you can go see it the day before on that Thursday, starting at like three o'clock or something. So um, gone are the days of midnight premieres, which we used to have to do at the beginning of the MCU. And now you can just have like a nice, you know, early afternoon matinee. 
<laughs> which is awesome. So um, it yeah. actually turns out I'm getting married and then going on a honeymoon. And then the day after we, we get home, boom, Black Panther. So wow, honeymoon number two, Wakanda <laughs> forever. So yeah, Eric, what did you think of the trailer? I thought it was another like six out of six trailer for me. Yeah, I mean, amazing. Like, if this movie's not the greatest movie ever made, it's going to be a little disappointing because these trailers are unbelievable. I mean, this one didn't make me uh, cry like a little baby like the first one did. But, um, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, Namor looks incredible. I was going to say, do you want to watch it on mute and then just give some commentary or your thought? You think that'd be... yeah, I can All do right. that. Let me. I was going to me... do it, and then I was like, I probably just have Eric play it at the same time, um, just because I think it's worth saying some stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really good trailer. Before we get into it, I saw some people on Twitter, and like Twitter's not a real place, to be no, fair. It's not. And, Thank God. And, uh, by the way, and uh, but the the people on Twitter are just insufferable, mind blowingly stupid sometimes, Damn. and. I was seeing people, so many people talk about how Namor, like, wasn't ripped enough. It's like, dude, Bro, what? what are you fucking talking about? This, I just, I'm just imagining just some absolute fucking neckbeard. Oh, yeah. Just sure. in their mom's basement. Just, oh, <laughs> I wish Namor had more abs. Like, dude, this guy looks, this guy looks like he has, like, functional strength. Yeah, <laughs> which is he's not like Chris Hemsworth, like body of a god, because he's not a god. He's not supposed to be, but he would fuck up anyone. You know who doesn't my swim fast or well? Someone that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah, bodybuilders. Yeah, <laughs> that shit does not like you can't even do a fucking pull up. So, right. You know. No, I I figured that That's out insane. on the swim team. I, I I swam when I was in high school, and some of the guys where you wouldn't think that they'd be crazy good. They were like the best guys on the team when, when it came to swimming. And so, yeah, I mean, give me a fucking break. You know? Yeah, it's absolutely insane. But all right, I got this up. Right. You want to you want to. All right, let's do three, two, one. Play. All right. We got Marvel Studios. OK. So, yep. They're holding the Black Panther helmets. Very right. sad. This is clearly some kind of a funeral. White same clothes as on the first trailer. What is this? Yes, Namor is yes. like painting some shit on a wall. See, oh, uh, yeah. Clearly just tracing over what was already there, but it's okay. (laughs) Okay, there's Shuri. Only the most broken people, says Namor. Oh, yeah. Can be great leaders. I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, do I. (laughs) Sounds like gaslighting. Now he's descending into a a shark's jaws. Pretty badass. (laughs) <laughs> and hey, this whole ship thing, there's badass. like people raiding a ship. Is this just like a white dude ship? Or it seems like, I don't know. <laughs> Did you just say, is this just a white dude ship? Well, you know, ship? it's like the, you know, the Western colonizer <laughs> ship. And then like... Yeah, it's just a random white guy's ship. Dude, Namor with the wing feet. <laughs> I can't believe they pulled out the wing feet. Yeah. Yeah, you got some people raiding a ship, but I think they might be secretly, it might be a secret Wakandan ship, maybe. I don't know. Oh, could be. Yeah, yeah, it must be because the uh, Dora Milaje are all in like lab coats and right. shit. Oh yeah, you see uh, Ramonda or whatever talking to Namor on a beach. I was like, damn, what's going on here? Ironheart, first look at Ironheart. Yep, amazing. 
Just the cinematography of this trailer is like unbelievable. Yeah. Oh man, Nay Namor like jumping in air yep. with his wing feet. More Iron Heart. Just a Tuma. We see a Tuma just briefly, a villain of the movie. Damn. Is Wakanda near water? I thought it was landlocked. Mm. Ooh, Black Panther suit. Yeah. Shout out Shuri. Because yep. it definitely has the markings <laughs> for her on it, right? She has like those little dots on her face when she has the paint on. And that's what the suit. Does she? I don't know. Yeah, if you like um if you pause at the suit, you can see like there's like little dots that go on the forehead and then above the eyebrows. Yeah, I see I see on the suit. And I didn't then, know that yeah, was. Yeah, if you a... like Google Shuri Black Panther, she has the okay. same exact dots on her face painted yeah i mean it was always going to be right. shuri i think we've been on that for years yeah. now it's clearly I'm shuri. excited about it but you know uh, i'm excited about it i think a black panther shuri is uh i think that's going to be great i like shuri i would have liked uh what is it uh lapita niango or whatever her name is yep 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 she would have been cool too but okay so here's the thing Here's a uh, an interesting thing that I saw online. There are actually two Black Panthers in this trailer. There oh, is another yeah. one. I remember seeing, yeah, there's like a little so, clip. So, yeah, it's like a very brief, just in the background, you can tell the suit is clearly very different. So I think that might so, be a flashback. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. T'Challa or maybe. T'Chaka. Maybe. Which would be awesome. Because I, I just, I'm maybe. trying to think of like, how do they... How do they so kind of... I think there's a, a past relationship there somehow. I don't know. Okay. We'll find out. We don't have that much long to go. It's like a month away now. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Time moves too fast. Sure does. All right. Let's jump into more. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, Black Adam. He had another character with black in front of it. Um, which I don't know. It's, yeah. What is it? Uh woke fucking sick of this woke yeah, culture pretty much that's you're picking up exactly what i was putting down <laughs> oh man can't wait for the next white captain america movie said every racist ever oh my god um no but black adam looks crazy good dwayne dwayne the rock johnson i just want to watch this movie just for dr fate personally because mm -hmm. i love that mm -hmm. character but i've never been a big black adam fan as i don't think many people i don't i don't know i don't think a lot of people know who he is yeah, but kind I of a cool, agree. like, sure. anti-hero, Superman-ish kind of guy. Um, apparently, the post-credit scene may have been revealed. And so, spoiler, I'll give you a few seconds here. Okay. This is the supposed scoop of the after-credit scene. It says, out of the smoke and shadows, you see a figure wearing a cape fly down. It's Henry Cable as Superman. And he tells Adam, it's been a while since someone's made the world this nervous and that they should talk. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Yeah, me either. I don't know. Just like, that sounds like, <laughs> uh, I don't know, just like a classic Avengers, you need to join the Avengers Initiative, Nick Fury type comment. We need to talk. Like, what right. Is that, you know. Right. But at the same time, I don't, Black Adam and Superman have like a cool relationship you know, in, in the comics and whatnot. And so it's like, everyone wants that to happen. I'd be shocked if Henry Cavill signed up again, though, because I think he was not super happy with how they handled him in the DC Extended Universe. 
I mean, yeah, rightly so. Man, Man of Steel was terrible. Sorry, I got to say it. I did not like it. I wanted to love it because yeah, I love Superman, but damn. I wasn't a fan. I always thought it was just so dumb how he just let his dad, who was like 20 feet away from him, die. In yeah, like that was what, or whatever. Dude, that fuck. pissed me off so it's much. Like, <laughs> the whole point of him having a heart attack is that like Superman couldn't really do anything to save him. Right. Instead, he just like watches a tornado just suck he's him up. So stupid. And he's, it's like, I mean, he could have gotten to him in. <laughs> Point zero one. If seconds, you can spin the earth backwards to make time go back, then you can do anything. <laughs> no, I, I used to watch the original Superman movies a lot when I was growing up uh, with Christopher Reeve, and I love those. And I just, I, I think Superman is a hard character to do just because he can do literally everything. And it's been done before, and he's like a Boy Scout, and it's not really what people are into. But man, did they just miss the mark on that one. Yeah, big time. Um, <laughs> Speaking of missing the mark, um, there's these articles coming out that T.J. Miller, the actor, yeah, yikes! Dude, on a this lot one. of alleged stuff in here, so I'm just going to say alleged a lot. Um, he believes Ryan Reynolds hates him and refuses to be part of Deadpool three, even though no one asked him to be. Um, <laughs> I think I think the quote was he thinks it's weird that Ryan Reynolds hates him. Yeah. It's like, dude, you have the most heinous allegations. Yeah, dude is allegedly like part of like sexual assault things. He is allegedly terrible on set and allegedly a terrible person for the most part. Yeah. I'm not even going to get into most of the details there. It's just like really cringe. Um, He like said he doesn't like playing the same character for more than five years or something as if people want him to. Okay. It's like, okay, right. DJ Miller. Um, what did he say? Okay. Um, he said that's exactly why he said blah 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 because I'm not funnier than he is, right? And I haven't been in more movies than it. I don't know. He's just dude is insecure and got a lot of issues. Yeah. Allegedly, it sounds like. Sounds like a little crybaby. Hey, Ryan Reynolds, I, I feel like I, I have some TJ Miller vibes, but I don't sexually assault people. Boom. So uh, hit, hit me up. I'll play, I'll play that part. Dude, apparently he said... Uh, okay, he, he said, it's weird that he hates me. He insisted that he won't work with it's Ryan not, Reynolds it's again. It's not, though. TJ Miller added that his co-star is a, quote, insecure dude. And he said, quote, I think after he got super, super famous from the first Deadpool, then things kind of changed. I think he was like, quote, see you guys? See? What do you mean? He's been famous for a long yeah, time. Yeah, what Deadpool is absolutely not the thing that made Ryan Reynolds famous. Dude was in Blade <laughs> Trinity, all right? Yeah, the peak of his career. Right. Give me a fucking break. And that movie came out. I mean, he was in Blade Trinity. That was... Almost 20 years ago. Wow. So. Wow. Yeah. I think, I think it's absolutely hilarious that, uh, <laughs> that he, he is implying that Ryan Reynolds is insecure. It's like, yeah, that's, that's definitely what I think of when I think Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Insecurity. Damn. <laughs> What a crazy person, but I just went on uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, IMDb, and he is rumored to be in a reboot of the movie Clue. 
And oh, I, that would be dude, great. I, if they don't fuck that up, it would be the best movie ever. Yeah, I love Clue. What a great film! But uh, yeah, what a fucking dunce, T.J. Miller. Yeah, really. Uh, really hey, stupid. Eric. Um, I'm not sure if I was mm. telling you about this, but um, I actually refused to be in Deadpool three. Um, I just, I just can't work with that clown Ryan Reynolds again. So. Mm. Yeah, fair, fair. I've heard he's really insecure. He is. He is. After it all went to his head, but yeah, they were asking, <laughs> uh, and I just, uh, you know, I said no. So, yeah, fair. Parts all yours. Fair. Um, <laughs> great. Okay, so this is fucking crazy. Last week, both of us called bullshit on this Harrison Ford being being cast as General Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU. Yep. And now there are reports out. That Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy stopped Marvel Studios from announcing his casting at D23 because they didn't want to take any attention away from Indiana Jones 5. I'm, I, did we not have this story last week? So, I think, I think we talked no, about this. No, but we this had this, we had the story week. that he was rumored to be cast. I thought we also had that they, that they, I had definitely heard that if we didn't talk oh, about damn. it here. Yeah, this, no, this article came out six days ago. No, that's bullshit. That's been around for weeks. Since, uh, that, that, was, that came out like the day after. Damn. I didn't hear about yeah, the Kathleen yeah, yeah, Kennedy yeah. part until this week. I, I guess I don't know about the... Yeah, that's really I guess what I don't this know one if I heard specifically on. that. So, but I yeah. heard the... Uh, don't want to take the shine off of uh, Indiana Jones, yeah. which is idiotic. Yeah. But that's crazy because, you know, we thought it was bullshit that he'd be joining the MCU at all. I still do. Yeah, I, I would I be still do. That'd shocked. be so stupid. The only way that that happens is if he dies in the film. There's no way he's signing up yeah, for more than one. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, yeah, okay. But then what does that mean for Red that. Right, that's annoying. So. Which, speaking of... The dream's not dead. Oh, yeah. Well, the dream is we'll not get dead. To that, we'll get into man. it. We'll get to that. <laughs> All right. Next up, I thought this article was good because this reminded me of the article last week where it said Armor Wars now being uh, filmed as a, as a movie instead of a series. But here's the rumor is that Marvel Studios will be turning some upcoming six-episode TV shows into standalone special presentations. Oh, so okay. this year, obviously, our first one was Werewolf by Night, which was about 45, 50 minutes long. Um, we'll also get the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, also supposed to be 45 to like an hour long. Um, so it looks like they're they're enjoying this format that they have now um, in between a series and a movie and maybe doing some other characters the same way, which I think is a good thing. Not everybody needs a full show. Yeah. I don't, I, there's something about a special that I just fucking hate. I don't know what really? it is. Interesting. I mean, I, like, I just, it just seems like, tra- pick one. Either, just make it a movie. I mean, it pretty just much make is. It a it's movie. just a shorter movie, I guess. Yeah, but that sucks. <laughs> I think, like, like just... it's, it's difficult, because for Werewolf by Night, I know you haven't seen it, but, like, it was exactly what it needed to be it didn't it didn't hold on for too long or try to stretch anything out i thought it was the perfect length i didn't need more i didn't need any less it was just perfect yeah that is what she said but i, <laughs> I, I 
Jesus, I walked right into that one. <laughs> I don't. I guess I don't know. There's just something about it. It's like I've never had any interest in the Guardians Holiday Special. I've never really had any interest in this Werewolf by Night Special. I just feel like why would I waste 45 minutes of my life on a shittier version of a movie if if it's if there's not even gonna be like five more of them for me to watch. I just feel like it's a weird middle ground that for me personally, I just don't, Bro. there's nothing hooking, hooking me in. This come from the guy that watched the entire series of the book of Boba Fett. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying because there's more to like latch onto there. It's like, there's more, like, even if the first episode sucks, like if the first 45 minutes sucks, it's like, all right, well, maybe the next one won't. In the case of the book of Boba Fett, it did. Yeah. But see, I guess like but, I see this as like, you can have now we can have a few characters from a special in a movie and you don't have to do all the backstory and stuff. And so it's not like it's one and done. You'll never see any of these people again. I think they still have impact to like the greater MCU. And at this point, I just see every little piece of MCU content as just the next episode of the overall MCU show. Sure, I get that. And so, I don't know. We'll see. Some of them might work out. Some of them might not. I just don't want to have to deal with like these. Either it's way too stretched out for a series, or they just try to jam-pack everything into a series. It's just like, if they can find another format that might work pacing-wise better, just go for it. I don't care. I just want good content. I don't care how long it is, um, or what format it's shown in. As long as it's good, I'm, I'm there. You know, I think maybe what might be coloring my perspective on this is I don't super mind bloat in show in these shows specifically because I true like when I say I almost never watch TV, I don't think people I almost never watch TV. Like I like I only watch She-Hulk and like I'm not even I'm still two episodes behind on Andor right now. And I'm I'm a oh, Star wow. Wars boy. So it's like and like I'll put in like I'll have a ra- I'll usually have like a random like cartoon on in the background like Archer I've been watching recently. But like but I, that's not really that's not real. I'm not like watching it. It's like so so I guess for me it's like for a show that I'm actually going to sit down and watch. It's not taking time away from other shows I'd rather be watching. So it's like, it doesn't bother me as much, as long as there are good parts to it, which there are in even the worst of the MCU shows, in my opinion. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I'm totally fine with, like, a long, long show, as long as there's payoff and there's good moments. Like, I love a slow burn movie or a slow burn show. Like, yep, yep. Like, Better Call Saul, I would call a slow burn show. Definitely towards the end, you know. I thought it it got it picked up, you know, its pace quite a bit. But man, I'll sit and watch a slow burn if it it's got good payoff. And so yeah, just being in the world is fine. Um, I'm I'm all for it. So, but uh, speaking of an interesting world, what about that Super Mario Brothers world we saw in the first trailer? Oh man, okay. Yeah, Dude. so oh man, lots of people are upset about Chris Pratt and his voice. He everything about that trailer was perfect until I heard Chris Pratt's stupid voice. You know, it's funny because uh, <laughs> we were like driving someplace long. We we had a dinner 
uh, it was Mia's birthday and then we had to drive all the way back home and it, it was just a long day and I just kept seeing comments all day about his voice. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, I can't wait to listen. I can't wait to listen. I got home. It didn't bother me that much. Wow. Okay. Like, I, I didn't okay. think it was good, but like, I don't know. I feel like in the context of like how we saw it, I was like, yeah, I don't know if I could imagine that one dude just doing his like little Italian high pitch voice for an entire movie. See, I absolutely couldn't. I wish that's what they would have done. But the thing that killed it even more than just Chris Pratt for me is because it's 85% Chris Pratt's voice, but it's almost like, and this is not an original thought. I saw this on Twitter and it is absolutely the most true thing I've ever seen. It is like Chris Pratt doing a Linda Belcher impression (laughs) from Bob's Burgers. (laughs) Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. Oh my gosh. (laughs) you know the thing that doesn't help him at all either is that everything else was great about it and everyone else is like jack black it didn't even sound like him black oh my god acting keegan michael key as toad i would have never fucking guessed in a million years that was keegan michael key yeah same and it was all so good and the animation was fantastic i thought amazing yeah little penguin scene was really funny um and so yeah those penguins that everyone threw off the cliff yeah when mario they were 64 baby 10 years old see like i feel like this might be another case though of the sea hulk she hulk cgi where once we're in the movie i think we'll just kind of yeah. forget about it you know no I, I yeah i think you're right but i still just wish it wasn't chris pratt yeah i think everyone keeps posting this link there's like a nintendo ds commercial that's like five minutes long, and it has the guy that plays Mario voicing the entire thing. And man, it is weird just hearing him talk in like full sentences for five minutes. <laughs> Highly recommend checking that out. I I would love to check that out. Did you see the little, they did like a brief, it, not an interview, but Chris Pratt did like a little video. No, I um, didn't see this. And the way... He's like, yeah, you know, I love Mario. And he just said the way he says the word Koopas, it was almost like he forgot what the word is. He's like, yeah, you know, I used to love running around and stomping on Koopas. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) He just really gets intense on the word Koopas. Please look that up. It is so fucking funny. I have to check that out. Uh, what did I see? Someone was like, in order to study for the part of Mario, Chris Pratt watched the entire series of Parks and Recreation so he could capture his voice perfectly or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm looking forward to it, though. It's, you know, for such a big character to never have, you know, a, a super mainstream movie besides, obviously, there was the one in the 80s, the live action. There's been like a, a cartoon show, stuff like that. But I don't know. I like I like Nintendo content like this. I would love to see yeah. like a Samus show. I'd love to see the Legend of Zelda. I feel like it's Oh my god. Know. It's co- if if this is successful and it will be, uh it's all coming. Charlie Day's getting a Luigi's Mansion spin-off. It's all is it's that all official? gonna happen. No, I'm saying that's it's it's for sure gonna happen. Yeah, I love no doubt I love the clip mind. of him at the end. That was fucking great. Yep. But yeah, I mean between them and basically all the Pokemon stuff, I'm surprised there's not more Pokemon, you know, film content. It's just, uh, seems just prime for the picking. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo, like, I love, I love Nintendo so fucking much. Yeah. 
they can do very, very little wrong in my eyes. Always been a Nintendo baby. Yep. All right. So Eternals star, Barry Keegan, he uh, had an interview with GQ and he doesn't seem like he is uh, thinking a sequel to Eternals will happen. He just quote said that they didn't really mention Eternals 2. So, you know, uh, he basically acknowledged that the franchise's fate is kind of unclear. He hopes to play the character again, but he seemed kind of uh, upset that it didn't turn out how they wanted it to. So I have a feeling we'll see them again, but man, I did not like that movie. Didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it's got a lot going against it now. And also, the, I, I think it's so funny that the big tease at the end was Harry Styles, and now everybody hates Harry Styles. <laughs> well, it, it, as an actor, at least. Yeah. Everybody's oh like, gosh. Harry Styles. That was the most exciting actor. part of the movie, I think, for me. Yeah, I agree. And I still, I don't know if I buy the narrative that Harry Styles is a terrible actor. I think he's probably fine. Yeah, he was, uh, he was good in uh, Dunkirk. You know, he didn't he didn't do Holy too shit. much. I've never seen Dunkirk. I didn't know he was in that movie. You know, Dunkirk, I I, I waited a long time to watch it just because I was like, I don't know if I'd like this. And then I watched it one day. I think it was like, you know, the start of the pandemic or something. I just bought it and watched it. And I fucking loved it. I mean, I don't watch war movies that much, but like it was really well done. And there wasn't that much talking in it, actually. It was just it just felt like we were watching part of World War Two just going on. Yeah, nice. I don't know. It just uh, it was pretty good. And he shows up, and he's in the movie for a little bit. But uh, yeah, that movie is just very good at showing like the devastation of war. And like, there's not like a main main character that feels like you're watching a Hollywood movie. I guess I don't know. I would highly recommend watching Dunkirk. Good shit. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I've always been interested in it. There's no reason why I haven't watched it, but I, I like the. What's the reason, war. Eric? Why haven't you watched? It? <laughs> I like the occasional war movie. Yeah, yeah. This one just didn't feel like you know. Sometimes the war movies, it's like it's really focused on an actor, and it's like, well, I'm watching, you know, uh, um, Tom Hanks there, and blah blah blah. This movie just felt like you were just watching something actually happen. Nice. Not real. So. All right, got a couple more things. Our buddy, Ezra Miller. Mm. Note, he's not our buddy. Um, apparently, he returned to the set to shoot pickups for the movie The Flash, and it's now, uh, quote, picture locked. And so it seems like they are doing the post-production now. The movie's almost complete, and they're moving forward with it. So they were able to get him to stop being a... Uh, a massive uh, alleged piece of shit, and we'll just call it that. And I don't know. It's so weird how people that are allegedly terrible can just kind of still manage to survive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's the benefit of being rich as piss, I guess. Yeah, damn. (laughs) Rich as piss. But man, it just for like a few weeks there, that was all we heard about was all this crazy shit he was doing. And then uh I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But so yeah. I just want to see that Michael Keaton scene, then I'll be good. 
Is Michael Keaton even in it anymore? I heard that they're like changing a lot of that out with Ben Affleck because Ben Affleck decided he wants to be Batman again. Oh, no, I, I, I think he's still in it. They've already filmed all those scenes. Um, as far as I'm aware, he's still in it. Okay. So, um, speaking of actors that once played a part, um, there was some concept art that came out that reveals that Daniel Craig was originally supposed to play Balder the Brave, brother of Thor, in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Oh. And so he was originally supposed to be part of the Illuminati um, in that scene. And I think later on, it was actually rumored that Bruce Campbell, uh, you know, the the, uh, the guy that played the pizza dude in that movie, was also supposed to play him. I don't know if, if Daniel Craig couldn't do it. I think it was uh, some concerns over the pandemic, stuff like that. Um, but we do get a nice piece of concept art of what he would look like in some armor. I don't know. Just looks like Daniel Craig in some armor. Yeah. Interesting, nonetheless, to see him show up in the MCU, if that was ever the case. Yeah, I I would... I mean, I'd like to see everyone in the MCU. Why not? Hey, if they can get Henry, or Henry Ford, Harrison Ford, Henry Ford. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they could get Henry Ford, holy shit. Welcome to the MCU. If you want a car, you can get it in any color. It's just gotta be black. You know, <laughs> that's probably not what he sounds like at all. Oh, man. But yeah, if you can get Harrison Ford, I think you can get anybody. So... Um, my one little tidbit that I noticed is someone, someone spotted a little tiny Easter egg in last week's episode of She-Hulk. And it was Mm. something that I thought was interesting because there's a lot of people questioning whether Emil Blonsky is a villain or if he's good or if it's a, you know, a fake out, whatever. Um, but apparently in the little, you know, meeting group therapy session group that they have in the last episode. Hanging from the door, there are like hanging beads, and someone noticed that the beads are the color and design of a coral snake, which is extremely ven- uh, venomous. And so, people are oh. seeing that as foreshadowing that he is actually a bad guy still, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it seems like he probably is a bad guy. I'd have to think so. I don't know, I didn't want him to be. I would love for that episode to just like in hindsight to just be like really wholesome. But yeah. it's really hard when literally everything else is pointing in the other direction. So, yeah, unfortunately, we'll see. All right. That's everything I had for news for today. You got anything good, Eric? Yeah. So one thing uh, we haven't talked about yet. I don't know if you saw this. Um, Keanu Reeves Ooh. did a little talking about the MCU. And he said, uh, I think he said it would be an honor to be in the MCU. Somebody asked him who he would want to play. And Keanu said, well, 10-year-old me definitely would have wanted to be Ghost Rider. Oh. 31-year-old me wants you to be Ghost Rider too, baby. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I fucking thought. It's like, oh my God, that'd be incredible. So... I hope Kevin Feige uh, took note of that because that would be unbelievable casting. If, Ke- if Keanu Reeves says he wants to be in your movie, that's like yeah. winning the jackpot. Especially nowadays. He's, at, like, he's more famous than he's ever been probably right now. I just love how wholesome that dude is. Dude, he's the best. I really, I mean, it, it seems like if he was a piece of shit, it would have come out by now. But he just seems like... A, an actual good dude, which makes me so happy. There's always this reports so of like breaking news. Keanu Reeves is really nice. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's usually all you ever hear. Uh, He's also yeah, like, had like guy. a lot of devastation happen to him, like people passing away and things. And stuff. Right, right. It humbled him quite a bit. And, you know, usually people that have shit not good happen to them, a lot of the times that can make them really humble and nice and, and caring. Sometimes it makes them into vile, evil people. Uh, but, yep. you know, sometimes it also really just turns them into a gigantic teddy bear, which is seems like what Keanu Reeves is. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So Keanu for Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. I have a feeling. Well, I mean, we already kind of got, we got Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And yep. I don't want to get into a canon debate here, but. That was a different version of Ghost Rider. But we also saw the original Ghost Rider in that show as well, in a brief scene. So, Really? We, they, we saw Johnny Blaze? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a scene when, um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., when we see the um, Robbie Reyes version of Ghost Rider, he like dies, basically, or is about to die. And then we see Johnny Blaze walk up, and he basically like, turns him into ghost rider ah okay and that was like the best scene of all of the ghost rider scenes i think wow in agents of shield and so man that shit was good i might have to look that up and watch it again but you only see him very briefly and it was badass as fuck so love it all right it is time to talk do we want to go through werewolf by night first so we can jump Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like you to uh, explain this thing I'm never going to watch to me. Dude, this is crazy to me that you will not watch this movie. Oh, my God. I need color! Of course you do. All right. I'm just going to do a synopsis very similar to the Eternals synopsis I did for you previously. So I will go out and say that I was not really looking forward to this. I didn't really know what to feel. I don't love the character werewolf that much um you know he showed up in some comics and i i don't know that much about him but i was like okay little halloween special whatever i ended up watching this the day came out and it hooked me immediately um and so i'll walk you through what what's going on here so it opens up it's in black and white and you have the normal marvel fanfare but then there's like these like little like jump scare kind of like musical screamy sequences in the Marvel Studios intro where like claws cut through the logo and it happens like three times and it's really fucking cool. I just it was really well done. Okay. The trailer for this was way more stylized than the show or the presentation, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I thought overall it really it really worked well. So basically what we see is a character named Jack Russell um, who is werewolf. And he's attending a gathering of monster hunters, so like very famous monster hunters who have come together uh, to basically lay claim to Ulysses Bloodstone's family relic, which is the Bloodstone. That's kind of what gives them power. So they have like long lasting life and it can like hurt monsters and and kind of gives them shield from monsters when when they're hunting them. So typically the Bloodstone would be passed down to the next of kin in the Bloodstone family, but Ulysses Bloodstone's daughter, Elsa Bloodstone, famous Marvel character, she basically has, like, forsaken her family for 20 years. She didn't want anything to do with her dad. Her mom, I think, I don't know what her mom's history is, but she's, I think she's dead, and we're at the funeral of Ulysses Bloodstone, and her stepmom's there, and she's a major, major bitch. Just 
gotta call it out say it as it is <laughs> um so she doesn't get the bloodstone but she's there and she has a chance to get it because all of these monster hunters are basically going to go into this maze of a garden at the bloodstone house there are weapons in the garden and they're, they're going to do a battle royale basically they have to they have to find this monster that's in the maze and it has the bloodstone attached to it which will weaken it and they have to find weapons and be the last person standing and capture and kill this monster so it's basically like hunger games marvel style uh which i think battle royale is always interesting to me so i was I was pretty happy there um so all these hunters we got jack russell there but he's not a monster hunter he's actually secretly there to help the monster that they're all hunting which is man thing which i didn't see coming even though we saw a glimpse of him in the trailer i wasn't expecting to see man thing a whole bunch in this but he looked fucking great um okay man thing is called ted because that's his real name uh in the comics and in this and so Jack goes there to basically help Ted ex- escape from all these guys because he got caught, you know, to be part of this whole ritual. So there's a bunch of Battle Royale stuff, and then Jack and Elsa eventually agree to team up. They kill a bunch of people throughout it. Um, Jack helps Man-Thing escape. Elsa grabs the, the bloodstone off of him, and it falls off. And then Jack goes to pick it up, and then it kind of, like, explodes. And the only time you see color in most of this is really the bloodstone will always be red. So you actually see the color of it, which is kind of cool. Um, And so Elsa's stepmom and all these guards that look like the TVA, but they're not the TVA. They they realize what happens. She's like, oh, you're not a hunter. You're a monster yourself. So they basically like prod him with like these electrifying prods and knock him out. And then when he wakes up, Elsa and Jack are both in this cage in the mansion of the Bloodstone house. And basically what they're going to do is Elsa's stepmom is going to use the Bloodstone to turn Jack into the monster form that he is and have him kill her in the cage. And basically, you know, it's brutal. But Jack ends up, you know, he, he smells her body and like looks her in the eye to try and remember her because he obviously doesn't think the same when he's a werewolf, kind of like Hulk, right? Uh, but very quickly, they use the bloodstone to turn Jack into werewolf, and he ends up breaking out of the top of this cage, and then it's all these hunters still there, and Elsa's stepmom and all these guards, and he just starts, like, wasting them. Just, like, blood all over the place. There's, like, blood sc- like splattering on, like, the screen of the movie. and. Wow. They're all fighting, and then Elsa's fighting, too. She she looks a lot like Jessica Jones, which is really weird, but she fights kind of like Black Widow a little bit. Um, and they all just start fighting. Elsa's killing people, like stabbing people in the head and fucking slicing throats, and Werewolf is just fucking destroying everyone. Um, and so they basically waste everyone. And at the very end, Werewolf runs away after Elsa gets the bloodstone from from the ground or whatever, wherever it was. And then her stepmom is still alive a little bit, and she grabs this gun, and she's about to shoot her. Just as, like, Man-Thing walks up, and then just, the way Man-Thing kills people is he just grabs onto them, and then, like, they just, like, burst into light in, like, the most terrifying way ever. Oh. It looks like he just makes people spontaneously combust. Wow. And okay. so Man-Thing just grabs her, and she just completely explodes and dies and then he kind of like grunts because he doesn't talk he just grunts to elsa 
And she's like, your friend went that way. And so he just kind of goes through the hole in the wall and goes to find werewolf. Um, and so at that point, Elsa has the bloodstone. She sits down. Everything turns to color. And the one butler guy, he's the only guy to survive. And he's like, I just wanted to be at your service, ma'am. Even though like he wasn't helpful at all previously. And she's like, go, okay, go ahead. Go clean this shit up. Um, and so he starts cleaning stuff up. And we get the last scene. There's no after credit scene. The last scene is in color, too. And you see Jack waking up. He's a human again. And he's in like a little TP kind of thing made out of sticks. And we find out that Man-Thing is sitting in front of a fire. He's got like a cup of coffee, which is hilarious, seeing this gigantic monster with a cup of coffee. And he hands it to Jack, and they're kind of talking back and forth, even though you can't understand Ted at all. And at one point, he's like, oh, I can't even, Jack says, I can't even think about food right now. And then Man-Thing grunts, and he's like, we should do sushi. He's like, I'll let you pick this time. And then it kind of ends with them sitting by the fire because they're like good friends together. Um, and yeah, it was it was really good. And and Man Thing like stole the show. Man Thing looked so fucking good, uh, especially in color. Just looked amazing. Like I want to see more Man Thing. It was so awesome. And just this, it was like, wait, when? Hold on, when is there color? Did I miss? So this? At, yeah, at the very end, after Elsa kills her stepmom, it turns to color. Gotcha. Okay. And then it's only for like two minutes. Um, ah, boom. And then the only other color you see is the bloodstone throughout the entire movie. Okay. But it was only like 45 minutes, 45, 50 minutes. And it made me invested in it. I enjoyed watching it. I watched it twice so far. Um, wow. And Man Thing was fucking awesome. And so, yeah. I would, um, I'm going to jump right into it. This is six out of six for me. Like, easy. Wow. I very much enjoyed it. I wasn't hype about it at all. And, and uh, it was just very good. I thought it was, I thought it was great. I wouldn't want to watch a whole show of it. Okay. But for like this, I was like, this is what I wanted. And so, yeah, it's nice self-contained episode, introducing some new Marvel characters that I've read in comics before. And, you know, a very good homage to a lot of old horror movies, which I thought was great. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, it seems like people, excuse me. Oh my Damn, God. That was, it seems like people yawn right there. <laughs> it seems like people are loving it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's definitely not just you. Yeah, Man Thing, Man Thing for sure was my favorite part. It, it felt very like Groot vibes where it's like you see Groot for the first time. And you're like, I fucking love this gigantic monstery character. That is just great. I got yeah. very similar vibes from that. Um, and so, yeah, every second you see Man Thing on the screen, you're like, fuck, yeah, this is awesome. And the way he kills people was amazing. But yeah, that does sound cool. Loved that. Um. So yeah, nice. six out of six, highly recommend it. Good shit. Good shit. I mean, maybe I'll watch it at some point, but this we'll, we'll just find you a YouTube video <laughs> with all the man thing clips in it. Yeah, there we go. All right. So going from one good, one good show to another. Yeah. She hey, but before we, before we go into the next good show, Uh-oh. do you think you could vamp for 60 seconds while I pee so I don't have to oh, edit hell this? Yeah. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> Go Six, 60, 60 seconds. 59. Oh my gosh. So what you guys may not know about Eric is that he's a major pain in my ass. But honestly, you should go watch Werewolf by Night. I think if Eric watched it, he would genuinely like it. Um, but you know, 
without that color, just can't do it. We just need someone to frame by frame, just turn all that black and white into color. And it'd probably be one of his favorite things. Um, but yeah, man, thing steals the show. I'll probably get Eric to watch this at some point, but trying to get Eric to do something he doesn't want to do. It's pretty difficult. That's for damn sure. Um, but yeah, she Hulk episode eight. I don't know how to ramble. He always rambles whenever I have to go to the bathroom. I don't know how he does it because I have no idea what to talk about right now, except for the fact that daredevil, this someone fight me on this daredevil best on screen interpretation I've ever seen in this episode of she Hulk, which is titled ribbit and rip it, which is crazy. Um, Damn, I hear him already. I'm back. He definitely didn't wash his hands. I definitely did. Damn. What do I'm I terrible at, like? I'm terrible at rambling, I found out. Oh, wow. I just kept saying random shit. Didn't make any sense. Well. Then I also said that trying to make you do anything you don't want to do is impossible. Trying to make me personally do anything I don't want to do is impossible? Yeah. That's true. Jeez. That is. That is that is actually true. I'm trying to think. I don't know if it's impossible, but it's very, very difficult. Can't I'm get pretty... anything up this man's ass. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that would that'd be a tough sell. That'd be a tough sell. Damn. I'm not going to try it. All right. <laughs> She-Hulk, episode eight. It's, this one was titled Ribbit and Rip It, as the audience already knows, because I yeah. said this while I was rambling. Okay. Um. Best episode of She-Hulk so far? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's hand down, hands down for me. So yeah. um, I figure we'll jump around a little bit, but um, I will say for me personally, favorite on-screen live-action interpretation of Daredevil by far. I 100% agree. Um, there would be, I don't know if this was supposed to be like a weird joke, but I saw, again... Twitter, not a real place, but people were talking about like, oh, they ruined Daredevil. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think because some people only see Daredevil as that dark, dark, moody version from the show. That's crazy. It's like, that's crazy. Read a book, folks. Yeah. Yeah, read a fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought this com- I thought this combined kind of the, the really cool, dark, moody version of him. It added yeah. some levity to it. But yeah. then it also included some of the acrobatic, more superhero-y aspects of him that I missed desperately. Like, when yes. he jumped off that parking structure and was doing flips and flying around, I was like, that is Daredevil. Yep. Because the Daredevil we got in the show, which yeah, I enjoyed the show. Not all of it, but I enjoyed parts of the show quite a bit. Um, it just wasn't the Daredevil that I'm used to reading. And I've read nearly all Daredevil comics. There's some you know, in the 80s that I skipped out on and stuff like that, but, and 90s for that matter. But, you know, every major Daredevil comic book run I have read, and I just felt like I was missing like 30% of him from that show. Yeah. And so I completely I'm, agree. And you know what? You should be happy too, because I think what they're trying to do is they'll never comment whether this is a new version. They'll never comment whether the old shows are, are real or not. They're just saying, hey, if you don't know the shows, you're fine. If you do know the shows, you'll recognize some of these characters and you'll be fine. And they just want everyone to enjoy it. And I think that's probably the best way to execute it, maybe. Um, so it's just like it pro- everyone's kind of happy. 
Yeah, well, you know, never happy. I don't, about I don't know about that. Twitter's never happy but, uh, about anything. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think you're right. It is one of those things. Like it 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 could be or it couldn't be. But I mean, it's not canon. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> the the old shows yeah. clearly are not canon. Matt didn't magically get extra superpowers. Neither did Kingpin. Uh, they're different. They're just people different. get really pissed off, but I will always stand by if it didn't say Marvel Studios. And it's not yeah. the MCU. And so I don't think that, like, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, but it doesn't matter what I think. None of, none of it matters what you think either, you know? And so true. who cares? Just true. think what you want to think and go on. Uh, but yeah, it's not the same. Though, what someone else would say to counter your argument is, we got a little... Only the Daredevil music in this. Yeah, true, true, true. And so... At the same time, you know, hey, you, you kind of, you can pick and choose what you want. It's kind of like a la carte. You grab which parts of Daredevil you want, and then you change what else you want. So True. But, I, but my argument back to that person would be using the 1997 X-Men animated series theme in MCU properties doesn't make that cartoon canon. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. It's really just like, hey, it's a good song. Yeah. And people absolutely. recognize it as being related to this character. So. Yep. Why not yep. just take advantage of that? Indeed. You know, stop making so many goddamn sense. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> so um, this episode opens up with us getting introduced to Leapfrog, uh, which I guess it's not. We always thought it was that pug guy might have been Leapfrog. Yeah. That was kind of a, a dumb internet theory, it turns out, because this is a guy named Eugene Pateo, I think is, is how you say his name. Um, and he basically, he goes to Jen. As a, he needs a lawyer because he was fighting some thieves and his leapfrog jet boots malfunctioned and he got like a bunch of burns on his legs because of it <laughs> while he was trying to fight these guys. Um, and this guy is like, it's like some rich kid, right? And he's just yep. basically got a bunch of money and created this whole persona that he's leapfrog. He has a, a layer called the lily pad. It's real cringe. <laughs> it's real cringe. Um, but it turns out that Luke Jacobson made his suit and he wants to sue him. Um, and Jen is like, I have a major conflict of interest here because he made her suits. And she goes to her boss and he's like, well, they already signed this you know, conflict of interest form. You got to do it. Um, and so Jen decides to go see Luke to see if she can talk to him. And he's currently working on a dress for her because she's going to be awarded something at this gala for lawyers. Um, and so Luke obviously gets super upset. And he's like, I'll never make anything for you ever again. And Jen kind of storms out and says she'll see him in, in court. And so um, lots of drama. I love this Luke guy. He's awesome. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of that character. No, I will never not see him <laughs> as like a character from a Key and Peele sketch. It just looks like Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, fair, fair, but fair, fair. In a good way. Uh, <clears throat> so we're in court, and Luke is sitting alone, and they're like, "Are you representing yourself?" And he's like, "No, I'm not." And then we see Matt Murdock come in. Yeah. And man, if this didn't hit me in all the right spots, <laughs> I was so excited because I I love the law stuff, especially with Matt Murdock. He's so great. Um, and they basically argue back and forth because Jen wants Luke to basically produce his client list. And they're arguing 
that you can't have him produce his client list because some of them are superheroes. And he says, let me, let me remind you that the Sokovia Accords are repealed. And so we have no yeah. more Sokovia. I mean, just with one line, just changing the entire world, which is crazy. So I love to I love to know the background on that. I'm wondering if just because of everything that happened with Thanos, they're like, well, maybe we shouldn't have to sanction people because that doesn't really work. Yeah, that's uh that was very interesting to me. That immediately uh made my ears perk up for sure. Yeah, such a subtle little line that, you know, has such far-reaching consequences to it. Yeah. Crazy. Um but yeah, I'm trying to think. At this point, Matt like sniffs and he smells jet fuel. And we basically find out Eugene slips up and says that he used jet fuel in his boots, which was not in the instructions that Luke gave him. He was supposed to use a different type of fuel and it gets the entire lawsuit dismissed. Uh, which I thought was a really funny use of, of Matt's extremely strong senses that he's like, did you use jet fuel in those boots? Um, and so I thought that was pretty good because eventually right after the, the lawsuit gets dismissed, um, Jen goes to the bar and Matt is there and he buys her an apple teeny uh, and says he's only in town because Luke made him a couple of suits and he owed him a favor. Obviously at this point we don't know he's Daredevil unless you know, you're not someone that's living <laughs> under a rock. Um, yeah. And he just says that he had a hunch that Eugene used jet fuel. Uh, but obviously he has enhanced senses. And so that's how he was able to kind of figure that one out. Um, and so I'm trying to think what happened here. Oh, I, I really like, there's a line. Matt says that he, he's, he tells Jen, he's like, Hey, you can use your power as a lawyer to help people, but you can also be she Hulk and help people when the law fails. Yeah. Which I thought Classic was great. Daredevil yeah. mentality. Yeah. He's like, Hey, use my ethics it works. Um, <laughs> And then he also kind of says, he's like, usually I just work pro bono, but whenever the bills stack up, I'll work for a big client like he is with Luke Jacobson. Um, so it seems like he's still doing the same stuff in New York. So that kind of holds up as well. Um, and so I think Matt then takes a phone call just as Jen starts getting texts from that weird, creepy guy named Todd. Um, yeah. He says he has like a legal issue or something. Um, and so Matt comes back. He's like, oh, I got to go. Something's come up. And then Jen's got to go too because like I think Todd like texting he's like he threatens to go to her boss Holden. He's like I thought you were a twenty four seven law for uh, law firm, um, and so she has to go meet him up. And they go to some restaurant, and he's just like man, he's the douchiest guy, dude, insane. He's talking about how he just bid and won and uh, Wakandan spear for like a million dollars. Which, man, I can't wait to see the Dora Milaje to show up and steal that shit back. But. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. It was just like really cringe. He's just talking about money and, you know, how he's like, oh, I got the receipts. It's mine. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but then he like starts like trying to hit on her and get with her. And does she like dump a drink on him or something? I can't really remember what happens. No, she like shoves the uh, she shoves the table into it. Yeah, she's, I yeah. forget what he did exactly. Like the final straw, I think he kind of grabbed her or something. Yeah, I think you're right. It's real creepy. Um, but yeah, she just completely ditches him at that point and leaves, um, and rightfully so. He's real, yeah. really fucking creepy. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
as she's leaving, she gets like a, a call from Eugene and he's like really like upset because he's saying he's getting attacked on the way to his secret lair, the lily pad. Um, and we find out that he's getting quote unquote attacked by Daredevil. And so this is where the whole fight scene is that I thought was pretty good. You see this ugly ass frog car and Jen basically kind of quote unquote saves him from Daredevil and tells him to leave. So he speeds away. And she makes some quip. She's like, I don't know. I thought the guy in the devil costume was going to be the bad guy, um, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And almost immediately. Well, it wasn't he like, wasn't he like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. He's like, yeah, fair. <laughs> I love the, the chemistry between them was fucking great. Yes. Um, agreed. And they fight for a bit after Jen like fucking destroys this, this car, you know, structure, parking structure. Um, and she like almost immediately rips off his helmet, which was kind of shocking to me. Or his mask, whatever you want to call it. Um, and she's like, oh my god. Like, it's it's you. And there's some joke in there about, like, are you pretending to be blind because that's not cool? You know, kind of deal. Which I thought was funny. Um, but then Matt explains that Eugene actually kidnapped Luke to make him more leapfrog shit. And so they have to go to this lily pad and they have this whole conversation about, you know... Matt's like, stay here, I'll take care of this. Um, and we get this whole montage of him just beating the shit out of all these these goons and henchmen, which he he gave a whole talk about the difference between goons and henchmen. Did you like that whole little bit? I don't know if I remember that. He's part. like, I think Jen says henchmen are goons, and, and he's like, no, those are, those are goons or whatever, because goons are just tired, they don't care about the cause, henchmen... Uh, care about what they're doing and so the goons oh. are just there for the paycheck which i thought was funny <laughs> dang i have no memory of that maybe i zoned out during the part um but yeah basically we get this whole fight of matt beating the shit out of them there's like a a build-up to the scene that looks like it's going to be another hallway scene which is what the daredevil show on netflix was famous for yeah and right i mean it kind of is right yeah. yeah you get it for a bit and then it looks like there's about to be another big, huge sequence. And then Jen just busts right through and just like wrecks all their <laughs> shit, which was awesome. Um, the part the part of their conversation I remember was Matt trying to convince her that, like, trust me, stealth is the way to go. Like, yeah. you don't want to you don't want to bust in there. And then she does exactly that and then <laughs> causes alarms to go off. Yeah. Yeah. They basically just end up destroying that whole place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good fight. I enjoyed it for sure. And it yeah. felt like this episode was kind of coming to a conclusion, but basically at the end, um, Matt's like, Hey, maybe next time I'm in town, um, I can take you out to dinner. And Jen's like, why don't we just like skip that? And then we just move directly to them having sex basically. Um, so they like bang in her apartment, which I also wasn't expecting that to happen. <laughs> and that led to my favorite part of this episode is we get a scene where daredevil is doing the walk of shame yes. down a sidewalk <laughs> and he runs into jen's little paralegal uh best friend um nikki and i like busted out laughing i don't know i just found it so funny that daredevil is doing the walk of shame because i i just like that they kind of flip that on its head because usually you always see the woman doing the walk of shame yeah, yeah. And so I just love this. I feel like walk of shame is such a weird term. Yeah, that. it definitely, like, yeah. It's a walk of triumph. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, society tried to shape that as if it's a terrible thing. It's like, yeah. 
You just got laid. Congrats. Yeah. They both had a great time. Hopefully. I never even thought about that. It's just like such a, a lexicon, you know. Yeah, it's like, what phrase. is shameful about it? Yeah. It's shameful that you didn't get to enjoy it, too. Um, you go. But yeah, it was fucking great. And then at the end, Jen's like, isn't this where the episode's supposed to end? This is like going great. Um, which is really funny because that's like the normal time those episodes end. This one was a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, and this is when we go to kind of the the finale climax where they're at this lawyer gala and it is so cringe because they're giving out awards to lawyers and then they have an award for like the female lawyers it's like a female lawyer award and it's not one woman getting it they give it to them all yeah which is so like pandering and cringe (laughs) and it's supposed to be right it's basically supposed to show that like this is like a very sexist you know field of work and so all these women are standing on the stage it's a real fucking cringe you see Mallory book up there and they're all kind of giving their acceptance speeches. And then as Jen's talking, the screens behind her kind of get hacked or whatever you want to call it. And intelligentsia has kind of broken into the gala and they start showing her um, having sex with that Josh guy and all these other clips. They call her a slut and all these crazy things. And it's like fucking terrible. And She's like, can someone stop this? Can someone, you know, she's trying to get this stopped. And then she like goes full rampage and like tears down the screens and is like chasing after these intelligentsia guys that she could see in the crowd. And she ends up, you know, everyone runs away and she goes out into the front of this gala and then the Department of Damage Control is there and she is like Hulk raging and has to kind of like put her hands up at the end. Um, and it was kind of devastating, I think. Yeah, it was It was the first time, it was really the only time in the show where it seemed like Jen kind of like lost control of the, of the Hulk side. Um, it, which, like, and rightfully so. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. And then the, like, with all the red light, man, I love these the MCU carry, shows. Yeah, the carry vibes, you were 100% spot on when you said yeah. that. Yeah. I love I love any scene with just just bathed in red light. I guess yeah because that the Sylvie intro was similar. Yes, yeah. Um, oh, I forgot about that. I love that, and then I love this scene. Oh, I I wanted to say the the you could tell it's getting near the finale because the CGI of She Hulk while she was giving the speech and beyond, I guess, is the best. Yes. CGI for that character in the whole show. I was like, what the fuck? Did they just like, they just like clicked the HD mode on this, on this character model. <laughs> the, the show finally like, buffered. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was like, damn. crazy. It looked way different. Amazing um, what some extra weeks of work can do. Yeah. So, so that was really cool to see, but yeah, yeah such a, such an amazing end to an amazing episode. And I'm very curious to see uh how this ends because i feel like jen has only been given the acceptance that she's been given because she has never like been on a rampage like bruce did right Um, once they see you as a monster it's hard to undo that that's what he says yep 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 Um, and that's yeah very curious to see what happens you know and i find it interesting like the main villain if you can call it that, that Jen's faced in a lot of this is really just like the shittier aspects of our society. 
Yeah. In almost every single episode. And so it's like, it's not like she's fighting some big bad version of herself. She's just like fighting like these shitty incel dudes that just hate her I because they hate her. It's un it's unironically the patriarchy. <laughs> yes. Yep. 100%. <laughs> like like for real. At every turn. It's, yeah. it's that, which is just crazy. Um and I guess it's worth noting we touched on it earlier when she was breaking the fourth wall before all this happened. She's like, "How is this going to end? Like a like a Red Hulk surprise or something like that?" What yeah. is it? she gives some line like that. And I was like, "Oh shit. This is crazy." And so, yeah. I Seems like Man, it's not going to happen now that she said that, but yeah, I would agree. But um, but that means somebody at Marvel remembers Red Hulk exists, so I'm that makes still me holding excited. on to Ched's red eyes is happening. Something, something mm-hmm. with Ched is going to happen. It's got to. Yeah, we'll see. We will see. But I'm yeah. super excited though. Yeah, this show has been uh, really good, and I think it, it at the most, you know, overall, it's been a pretty good like slow build to getting really great too yeah i think it's there was one episode there where i wasn't a super big fan of it but i've been thoroughly enjoying the show agreed same here all right you ready to rate this bitch i am all right as we do on the infinity watch podcast we rate our movies tv shows or special uh, special presentations now out of six whole unadulterated Infinity Stones. I gave Werewolf by Night a six. So did Eric by default by not watching it. <laughs> okay. um, but let, let's rate She-Hulk episode eight. Eric, this is double sixes, right? It's got to be. Yeah, yeah. This is an easy six out of six. This is the only Which time continues... I was going to not give you the option to, to voice yeah. it. I just figured we were both six six, baby. Yeah, I mean, this continues the tradition of the second to last episode of an MCU show being an absolute fucking banger. Dude, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> they always are. I hope yeah, that they the finale are. will will do justice. <clears throat> Agreed. But uh, yeah, it feels good, man. It's very apropos that our ratings this week are 666. Uh, oh, yeah. Feeling nice. Love that. Satanistic. Um. But yeah, no, just this episode was fucking great. It just felt like like I was being wrapped in a warm MCU blanket uh, with all my favorite things. It was, it was funny. <laughs> it had Daredevil in it. Daredevil was fucking great. I got some man thing this week. Um, She-Hulk is really coming to a climax. I mean, it just everything was good. And so, no complaints. Yeah. I mean, when you're getting man thing and climaxing She-Hulks, what could, what could be better? Man, you just got... Something large and green growing there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's jump over to recommendations before I say anything else. Oh, shit. You go first. I got nothing. <laughs> all right. This is a special week for me. Okay. I would like to personally recommend Eric watch Werewolf by Night. Oh, my God. And stop being a little whiny bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not in color. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to personally turn the entire series into color. Just to get you to watch it frame by frame. I would, yeah, do it. So that you can watch <laughs> it at my funeral um, in a couple of years. <laughs> wow. Okay. You really got this all planned out. Yep. That's all I need to do. And then I consider my life purpose fulfilled. Uh, no, but in, in, in all seriousness, I, I want to recommend people that might be hesitant to watch it to go watch it. I know I can never convince Eric to watch anything. Um, except for my homemade <laughs> videos. And so 
if you didn't think that this would be your thing, it's 45 minutes. Just go watch it. I think it is quite enjoyable. And if you like anything monstery, I think it's good. And it's worth it just for man thing, at the very least. So check it out. That's all I got. Nice. I mean, I guess I'll recommend Archer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Archer's a, a really good show. It's really funny. Um, what season are they on now? I don't even know. I, st- I started because I they've made like five seasons since I dropped off of it. So I just went back and um, so many. It's like when you go back and watch shows you haven't seen in a while, sometimes you realize like p- parts of your personality that you picked up from that show. And there's a fair amount of mine that I've stolen from Archer, Sterling Archer. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Which for is better maybe or not for worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Who, who's to say? But um, but yeah, so funny. Just the the best example of a show doing its own in jokes to death, but them still somehow being funny. If that makes sense, um, it's just uh really incredible it, from the first episode the first episode is really good and it just continues to get better and better and better from there it's also weird now hearing the voice actor for Cyril Figgis who is also the voice actor for Jerry in Rick and Morty who oh. I, I now um, think of that voice more as Jerry I, I definitely used to only think of him as Cyril but uh, but not, so that took a little getting used to. But but yeah, that show is goddamn great. Big fan of Archer. Definitely check that out if you have not seen it. Nice. I love a good uh, like spy parody kind of thing because that's what, he's like a secret agent, right? Yeah, he yeah, spy. that's exactly it. Yeah, he's a Very he's James a secret Bond agent. Kind of. Yep. I yep. probably would love it. I've never watched it. <laughs> I think I think you'd like it. I, I I'd be really surprised if you didn't. It's just um, it's very quotable. The one of the biggest things that I uh, that I think I I stole from Archer that I forgot that I stole from Archer is the way I answer the phone. A lot of the time is I'll go mm, yellow, and that <laughs> is uh, that is one hundred percent Sterling Archer. I guess. Jeez. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so fucking silly. Yeah, I'd probably watch it because I'm like a huge fucking James Bond fan. So I don't know why I have never watched it. But I bet there's so much direct parody of James Bond that goes over my head in that show. Oh, I bet. Yeah. You know, I always I always say, too. I mean, obviously, Austin Powers is a parody of James Bond. But I don't think people realize, especially and it it goes for all of it, but especially that first movie, like literally every fucking choice, even like the little minor shit that you would never think of is referencing a James Bond movie. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, man, there's got to be like 5% of the audience that gets some of these jokes as being a parody <laughs> of something because they're so niche. I mean, I've seen every James Bond movie at least 50 times. And so... That's an insane. Yes, it it absolutely is. <laughs> um, and so it's like some of them, I'm like, man, that is like such inside baseball, but I fucking love it. And so, yeah, I might have to check that out just because I'm sure there's a lot of references I would enjoy. So. Yeah, yeah, it's worth it. It's all it's all on Hulu if you have Hulu. Boom. There you go. All right. If you want to reach out to us, you can hit us up on Twitter at 
Infinity Rewatch. Or you can shoot us an email at the Infinity Watch Podcast at gmail.com. Um, a couple of our, our uh, favorite Twitter friends um, got some replies from David Echo Guild, which um, uh, echoing some of my comments on Plex. Uh, he recommended some other little pieces of software. If you want to check it up, check it out on Twitter. He's talking about Sonar, Radar, and Prowler, which are great apps to use with Plex servers, which I was talking about last week. So plus one on that, David. I love those apps. It makes that stuff super easy. And then uh, Clay Scarface was joking about uh, all of our, our audio glitches and, and Eric's crazy responses to them <laughs> last week, uh, which were a thousand percent warranted. We had like a 17 part recording last week because of fucking Skype. So, yeah. Yeah. Shout oh, out to man. Google Hangouts. That's my that's my recommendation. There you go. That's a good one. That's a good one. For sure. <laughs> Don't use Skype. Jesus fucking Christ. All right. And then, uh, yeah, just don't forget to mention the most important piece of detail there, which is fuck the billionaires. Fuck them. <laughs>